This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What do you want a da-da-da? What do you want a da-da-da? I have not a da with a da-da-da. We could switch to Progressive and a da. Oh, yeah? We could switch to Progressive and sa. Mm-hmm. We could sa and have to buy some za. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to Progressive and da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're going to da-da-da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da-da-da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. I am Phil Stamps. Thank you for checking out this podcast. Today, we are going to cover one of my favorite topics, and that is the UFO phenomenon. And it is a great time to be interested in the UFO phenomenon because this is a time of disclosure that we have not had in a long time. And so today I want to take some time and kind of go over that, or at least give my thoughts on it. We're going to talk mainly about the U.S. government and UFOs and even the military and UFOs. I have some thoughts on some things that have come up in the news here recently, and I just want to share my opinion and see what you guys think. So be sure to check out the podcast, comment, and also be sure to share it with somebody that you know that has the same interest. I would greatly appreciate it. So without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. I want to talk about astronauts and extraterrestrials today. And this was really sparked by a recent article that I read about Michael Collins, and he was asked a question of, does does he think that there are aliens out there? And that was the topic of the article. And if for just to kind of give a backstory, Michael Collins was an astronaut. He's probably most famous for the Apollo Eleven mission, but really he is the was really the third wheel on that mission because he was the one who orbited the moon while. Buzz and Neil were down there getting all the glory. He basically flew the command module around and waited for them to get done and come back up. Now, I don't want to get too much into, and I know I'm going to get this via Twitter or the comments or what have you, about whether or not they actually went to the moon. That's a topic for another episode that you know we might do at some point, but let's just keep it to this topic at hand. Now, he was asked, like I said, did he think that there was there were ETs out there? Um and his response was 
basically this. I'm paraphrasing just a smidge because it was, like I said, a few weeks ago, and I just, I'm just now getting to um, giving my thoughts on it. But his response was, yeah, it's very possible. Now there, and that was pretty much it. Now there have been other astronauts that have really come out and said said things about or stated their opinions and have set up foundations and have done the research into extraterrestrial life. But why would they even write an article? What was the point of the article? Because an astronaut in the Apollo 11 missions in the Apollo program, and he was also in the Gemini program, I believe, as well. He basically said, yeah, I believe it. And that was pretty much it. And it didn't go into detail. Now, if I'm hearing from an astronaut about extraterrestrial life or aliens, I want to actually hear, okay, this is what I saw while I, I saw something freaky out there and I don't know what it is. Or I saw a spaceship. I saw aliens flying by. That is what I, that is a story. That is what I want to hear. But you don't, you probably wouldn't hear that. You, I shouldn't say probably. You won't hear that from any astronaut because, you know, they, most of them are, have a military, especially in that age, had a military background, and they did not, you know, divulge that information. Now, in later years, Buzz has kind of hinted, not come out and say things to, and say, actually, yeah, I saw something, but he has actually hinted and laid the groundwork that maybe him, Neil, and Collins actually saw something. Now, there's reports, or there was radio chatter during the Apollo 11 missions that I believe, and I'm kind of quoting, so don't hold me to it. If you want to add, you can in the comment section if I get it wrong and correct me a little bit. Uh, but Neil was stated saying, they're watching us. And basically that is from, when, I guess when they landed on the moon, there was a crater and that I, I'm gathering that whatever he was referring to was on the crater or on the rim of the crater or, or what have you. Now, what was he talking about? Was he talking about aliens? Is there an alien presence on the moon? Was it a Russian drone of some sort or probe? Because if my history is correct, and I believe I saw some something on this, actually, as the Apollo 11 team was flying to the moon, Russia was trying to beat them just with a probe, and they actually crashed a probe onto the moon right before the... Apollo 11 landed. Was that what he was talking about? We don't know because if I'm not mistaken that he said that on open channel, then they cut it off and, you know, did the NASA thing and went to a private channel. So we don't know what they're talking about, but I want to hear that kind of information. I don't just want to hear. Yeah, I think it's, I think there's life out there. Well, that's not really going out on them. And that's not even newsworthy that they would say, I think there is. I want to say, Hey, I had this experience. This is what I saw. And and there have been some astronauts that have come out and said they saw some weird stuff out while they were on their missions or while they were orbiting the Earth or what have you. But they haven't went into great detail and haven't really given us the proof or non-proof that we're being visited or there are some unexplainable things flying around out there. So this isn't even newsworthy. This is, this was a waste of whoever wrote. I don't even know the article. Remember the article's author or what it was titled, and that's my bad. But what is the point? That's not newsworthy. That's just pretty much freaking common sense. Mathematically, there is a better chance of there being life 
out in the universe than not being life in the universe, then we are the only ones. It's almost a mathematically impossibility that we are the only things in, or only organisms or species in the universe. It's not even close. But however, the real question is, are they visiting us? Are they, have they done drive-bys? Flybys, I guess, would be better. That is the real question. That's where it gets a little dicey. You, and everybody has an opinion. And it is a hot-button topic right now, especially with the Disclosure Act and all the disclosure that has been going on here lately with To The Stars Academy and the Naval actually, the Navy actually admitting that they've had interactions with unidentified flying objects or whatever the new phrase for it is, don't really care. So it's kind of been brought back to the surface in society because, you know, people are seeing some weird things in the sky, and I've covered this before. You know, we don't know what they are. Are they extraterrestrial? Are they multidimensional? What have you. Whatever you believe is fine because we don't know. They're unidentified, and we don't know what they are. But my point really, let me kind of got sidetracked there. I want an astronaut to come out and say, yeah, this is what I saw. I have, I've seen them. It, that would be newsworthy to me. Not just, yeah, I think there are. So for that to happen, I mean, it's maybe someday we'll get to that level where these astronauts who have seen some things, and I'm, I bet my bottom dollar that they have seen some things because we've kind of heard snippets, you know, through radio chatter, what they were talking about. I mean, most famously, they, you know, I guess NASA had a code word for a UFO in space. These ast- astronauts were seeing things and they didn't want it to get back. And they would say, yes, we see Santa Claus or whatever. You know, I don't know if that's true. If it's not tr- I know I've heard that, that they would use that kind of terminology to relate to Houston that, yeah, we're seeing something goofy up here. We're seeing something a little weird. We might be getting visited by something right now. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, I know if we have spent as much time in space that I you know, believe we have, then I'm sure they've seen some funky stuff that can't be explained, and they probably know whether or not this UFO is extraterrestrial or is it multidimensional, you know, what we see down here, the strange lights we see. They probably have the answer to it, but they're not going to come out and say yay or nay. And, you know, hopefully we'll get to that point. I think, like I said, I think we're moving closer with the Navy kind of coming out and saying, hey, yeah, we've had some uh, interactions with some UFOs or some unidentified flying objects. We don't know what they are. They're allowing their pilots to actually talk about, hey, yeah, we, you know, we chased this thing. We don't know what it was. So it does lead that there is something out there. But the real question is, is it extraterrestrial? I don't know. I personally don't think I've ever seen a UFO, so I don't know. If I had to place, you know, a bet on it, I would probably say it's probably what these people are seeing are, you know, it's one of three things. It's either our secret spacecraft, extraterrestrials, or multidimensional, or I should say four things, or there is some kind of atmospheric phenomenon causing a lot of it. But the government has lost so much credibility with their explanations of Especially, you know, you you watch some of this stuff on Project Blue Book. I mean, it's comical how they outright lied lied to uh, the people, or you know, said yeah, ball lightning, whatever. When you, it wasn't, instead of just being honest and coming forth and saying what they thought it was. Now we just finished up talking about the Michael Collins 
tweet where, you know, I want to go into that a little further because I don't want people to think that I'm completely against their opinions or what have you. Yes, I want them to have opinion of, yes, things do, there are things out there. I do think that there is life out there. But I want from people in that position in the military and in the astronaut programs, you know, if they have an experience, I want to hear those experiences. I really don't want to have them tell me, you know, what they think. Because everybody can have an opinion of what they think. They are closer to the issue. They are have a much better chance from their employment to be in contact if there is something to the UFO phenomenon, which I honestly think there is. There is definitely something going on, and I think that is coming to the forefront each and every day even more. Recently, with Commander Fravor's appearance on Joe Rogan, where he spoke about the Tic Tac incident back uh, back in 2000, that he had back in 2004 off the uh, coast of California, off San Diego area, in that battle group off the Nibbit, where he was operating off the Nimitz aircraft carrier. That is the kind of stuff that I want to hear. This is a Navy pilot that had an experience that physically saw something he could not explain. And a lot of people talk about, you know, disregard, you know, people's first-hand experience because they say people misidentify, they don't, they get caught up in the moment. But when you get military personnel that have an encounter and are actually engaging or observing something like a UFO that they don't know what it is. They understand the ramifications of everything. These aren't, like Joe said in his podcast, they just don't let any moron drive those planes. These are the top of the top, the best of the best. They know what they're doing. They are cool under pressure. They are, especially fighter pilots, you know, it's a life and death job. You get shot down, you know, hopefully you can eject before things go kablooey. But, you know, so these are people that live right on the edge. They are used to pushing the boundaries and they don't get rattled. They they know what they're looking for. Plus, they're aeronautical engineers, basically, and they understand the capabilities of aircraft, what we have. And when they interact with something that they can't explain, they don't know what it is, their credibility should, you know, you have to take them seriously. You have to understand exactly what you're hearing. These people know what they're talking about. They're trained observers. They don't get rattled and they know, they know what they're doing. So you have to look at that differently than you just some guy you met at the bar who telling you, Hey, I saw some strange lights. You know, so that is the kind of stuff I want. I would love for, you know, especially astronauts to kind of do this, but military personnel is really the best, has the best credibility because they understand, they know what they're looking for. And, you know, a lot of people talk about how the government is hiding this information. And if you listen to that podcast, you know that he went to Washington, D.C. He had closed-door meetings with, as I said, high-level government officials. The government doesn't even know what's going on. I don't think they're hiding anything, because especially when you're dealing with the House, with Congress and the White House, I don't think they know what's going on. I think the government is so compartmentalized. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. They're keeping everybody in the dark. Now, we can talk, maybe in a, I'm going to do a conspiracy-type episode here 
in the future, I'm kind of planning it out and I've been doing some research. I'm not a big, big conspiracy guy, but I do think there's something to it. Our politicians don't know what's necessarily going on. There is, I'm not going to say there's a shadow government, but there is so many departments in the government. Not everybody can be united. Just like the, what they said in the podcast interview, we had the answers to 9-11. I'm quoting him on this, but nobody was talking to each other. And no, so nobody put the pieces together. I still think the government is run that way. There's so many different departments, so many different power or structure levels of the government. The right hand, like I said, doesn't know what the left hand is doing. They're keeping that to themselves or they're not asking the right questions or not sharing the intel. So I firmly believe when you, they say the president, you know, wants to find out about UFOs. You would think the president of the United States would have perfect opportunity to be read into these of this type of intel but no there is he's not the top of the food chain they want us to think he is but he is not the top of the food chain there is something else going on so i don't think the government is necessary i how do they are holding back information but i don't think they have a full grasp of what's going on either and that is probably why they're not or i shouldn't say probably why but one of the many reasons they're not divulging what we feel is every piece of intel on the UFO phenomenon because they don't know what's going on. They don't understand it completely. Now you, we can, I've done episodes on Bob Lazar on the Area 51 shit. Do I think that Lazar is full of shit or all these people who have said they have worked at Area 51 or do we have wreckage from alien spacecraft that we are doing back engineering? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. I think I even said this in the episode. It wouldn't surprise me if we did. It wouldn't surprise me if we didn't. But I do think there is definitely something to this UFO phenomenon. And that having people like Commander Fravers recount his experience off the coast of uh, California in the Pacific Ocean only lends credibility to the fact that there is something going on. Now, We know that there are countless numbers of people who say they have experiences. And I, you know, like they said in the podcast, you know, there are a lot of loons out there that trump up some kind of uh, experience to get attention. In the military sense, that's not what they're about. They don't want the limelight, so they're not coming forward for that reason. These are people that are coming forward to share their experiences. And the more that that come forward, the more light that's going to get shared and the more possibility of more answers we may get out of this scenario. But it also lends some of these average Joes, like say if I had an experience and I talked about it, a military fighter jet pilot has more credibility than if I said I saw something strange or whatever. Naturally, he should, he or she should get more credibility and have more attention paid to their story or their account more than mine because they have the background, they have the experience. I am more likely to misidentify something. I don't know. They have a better grasp of what we have, what aircraft capabilities are, what they look like in certain situations, and all that stuff. So these are the type of people we need to come forward to kind of Figure out what's going on in the UFO field. You know, what's going on? What are these things? Are these, you know, aliens that are visiting the planet? Or are these interdimensional 
ships or creatures or whatever that are jumping dimensions. I don't know. There's something going on. I mean, and there is, you know, people always say there is a good chance that this is just technology that we, the general public, are not aware of yet, which is, I think, the case in a lot of sightings. It very well could be the case. But they addressed this in the interview. You know, this, the Nimitz encounter happened in 2004. And they always say the government or the military is 10, 10 years of, more advanced than what we think or what we are when it comes to technology. Okay, if what he saw that was 15 years ago or coming up on 15 years, that would mean if it was something we had, why hold on to it for another 15 years? And this is, it's very similar. They talked about this as well. It's very similar to other accounts from further back in history. Upwards, I believe they even said 70 years. Some of the accounts that have been on record or have been talked about or seen dates back 70 years. Why would any government that had this type of capability or this type of technology to do these kind of maneuvers or what have you, why would they, this is, like I said, and I'm using the word, a game changer. This would show their dominance. It would, if, say, China or Russia had this capability and it was one of their experimental crafts, it would, they could very, he who has the best technology wins. And that would mean they have technology far superior to ours. So why are they holding out on that? We know that's not how countries work. If you have the technology, you are going to push the boundaries. You are going to use it to your advantage to gain power on a global scale or at least influence on a global scale. So I don't think this encounter was, you know, experimental equipment or experimental craft. It was something else. So there is something that has more capability of than anything we have coming and going as it pleases in our airspace. The question is, what is it? You know, it's they're not balloons. And they even talked about how there are going to be more encounters probably will be released in the future. This isn't the only one. They talked about that was the Tic Tac. They also covered the uh, Go Fast and I believe the gimbal footage, which is all, was off the East Coast. A different type of craft in the gimbal footage. And also the Go Fast was similar to the Tic Tac or the traditional cigar-shaped UFO. So this is happening all over the globe, both coasts. I'd hate to see how many times there have been there has our military has had some sort of encounter that they can't explain, such as this. Like they talked about in the podcast. When he had his encounter, when he you know, basically went to check it out and see what it was. They had that battle group had been ex- tracking these things on radar for two weeks prior to that. They tracked them. They were showing up when you no know, planes were up in the air, or flying around, or doing their tactical maneuvers. This time, just happened to be one showed up when they were actually flying and tr- doing a training session. But they tracked them for two weeks, but nobody said anything to the pilots and I believe he even talked about the other him and another pilot were there's two planes up him and another pilot and she it was a female pilot who was on the uh the uh one show that came out I forget which one it was with the uh you know Tom DeLong and uh the guy from A Tips who they talked about in the 
look, I forget their name. It's not coming to me. I should have wrote it down. But she was interviewed in one of those episodes, and so was Commander Fravor. They should have informed these people that, hey, there's something, we're tracking, we've seen something on the radar, but we don't know what it is. So be on the lookout. If you see something, let us know, or, you know, we'll let you know if we see something, which they did. But you, I would think I would want to know. And he even said the female pilot was actually a little perturbed at the higher ups in the chain of command that they weren't informed of this prior to the actual encounter. So I, you know, I don't know what to make of it. I know there's definitely something to the UFO phenomenon. It's just not crazy people making up stories to get 15 minutes of fame. Yes, I'm sure that is a fact in some cases, but in cases like this and experiences like this, it's not because that's not what these people are about. They understand the ramifications. These are trained observers, just like you know, regular commercial pilots or even police officers. These are trained observers, and we should take their accounts seriously and understand because these people don't get rattled under pressure, most of them. They live life a little bit on the edge in the realm of where something could happen at any moment. And these people know that, and it takes a special kind of person mentally to do this kind of stuff. So they're not going to get rattled and we should take their accounts very seriously and listen to what they have to say. Just don't blow it off as, uh, it's silly. I don't think that's kind of stuff out there. We don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. We don't know. And it kind of goes back to, do I think the government's hiding anything from us? I honestly, I'm sure they are and they are for, they have their reasons, but I don't think they have a good grasp on what's going on as well. I think they're in the dark just as much, not just as much as we are, but I don't think they fully understand what is going on. So they are kind of, you know, investigate. It's been an open investigation. This is a legitimate UFO encounter, which I believe it was because we don't know what it was, but there was definitely something there. They understand the ramifications of this and they don't want to panic the the general public because let's face it the general public is individuals can be extremely intelligent but on a whole we aren't very good at handling crises as a civilization we freak out as a whole not necessarily each individual so things can get out of hand rather quickly when we get outside of comfort zone as a society just look at rioting or when something happens people just go crazy sometimes i mean look at when how can you disclose something like this completely and be an open book when a city gets burned to the ground because their team won a Super Bowl or a World Series or something? They start burning the shit down. And you want to give people information that might lead to the fact that we're not alone or there's something going on, there are interdimensional beings floating around. It kind of warps our sense of reality, and we would not handle that very well. Yes, some people on an individual basis, we'd be able to handle it. But as a collective, it would probably probably be a shit show. So I don't, I don't think they're necessarily holding. They don't have all the answers, so they're not withholding all the answers from us. They just, they're almost, they're in a, we are completely in the dark and they are just in a poorly lit room right now. And, but things will start going, moving forward, I believe. And things will start coming out a little bit at a time. And today's, 24-hour news cycle, they can't keep it all wrapped up in a nice little package where we don't, we, they can't keep it from us, essentially. 
and with social media, with the way people are connected in today's society, it's going to get out. Experiences are going to be shared. So they might as well let the people who deal with it or have encountered these, especially in the government ranks or in the military ranks, share their experience and use them as a tool to get some, to find some answers and see what's going on. You know, that's just my two cents worth. Don't forget, you know, we are going to cover in the future. I will do a little bit more of a conspiracy type show. I haven't recorded it yet. I'm still working it out, but we'll see how that goes. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter at night underscore ghost. You can follow me on Instagram at ghost underscore night underscore podcast, or you can go on Facebook and follow me there at ghost in the night. Those are really the best ways to get a hold of me, or you can send me an email directly at gitnpodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you want to check out the show notes and all the links whenever we do an episode, be sure to go to ghostinthenightpodcast.com and check out everything we have there, all the show notes from every episode. And also, we do have some links. We are an affiliate of the Ghost Stop, so if you need some ghost hunting equipment, if you are a paranormal investigator, from our website, you can just click on that and do a little paranormal shopping. Also, we do have links to our Spreadshirt page there. So if you want to show support for the podcast, be sure to check out our paranormal merchandise, mainly our podcast t-shirts. We also have a Patreon page. So if you want to get some bonus footage, be sure to check out the Patreon page and it's patreon.com backslash GITM podcast. So till next week, take care, everybody. thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget, or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash info, netsuite.com slash info.